You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 24th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, and I am the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, it's Nikola Vucevic All-Star 2, Electric Boogaloo, plus the Orlando Magic. Don't show up against the Detroit Pistons. We'll talk all about that game coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Detroit Pistons after their big win? Check out Locked On Pistons. Want to look ahead to Thursday's game against the Brooklyn Nets? Check out Locked On Nets. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On in the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later on in the episode. I think you can guess who it's going to be because we're going to talk about him right now. Tuesday was the big day. The NBA All-Star Reserves were announced at around just shortly after 7 o'clock and were officially made official. Who will be going to Atlanta next Sunday, one week from Sunday? for the NBA All-Star Game. Now, again, say what you want about the fact that they're actually having an All-Star Game. I think there's plenty to debate about that, although I think the cause that they're uh, raising money for and raising awareness for is certainly uh, a worthy one. Um, the, 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 the naming of an All-Star team, I do think, was important to do this year. Um, All-Star, that All-Star designation carries a lot of significance to it. Um, you know, again, there's a lot of players have contract, you know, have bonuses in their contracts for becoming all stars. Um, it, we when we talk about how we're comparing players and their legacies, we use all star appearances or all you know, the number of all star teams a player is on as part of that conversation. And so it is. I do think it is vitally important that we do name an all star team with all the flaws that come with the all star process. At the end of the day, there are a lot of players who are worthy and deserving of an all-star bid that don't get named because there are so many good players in this league. And especially this year, it was it seemed especially difficult to name an all-star team that everyone could agree on. I would not have been surprised if Nikola Vucevic was not named an all-star. Um, uh, you know, a buddy of mine asked me, you know, what were the odds of Nikola Vucevic being an all-star? And I said, it's it's probably 50-50. Um, you know, like Zach Lowe of ESPN.com has been, you know, banging the drum of Nikola Vucevic being an all-star all year long. And I turned to look this morning with his, with his official picks. Nikola Vucevic is no longer there. And he admitted freely that the Eastern Conference picking all-stars was a really difficult choice. And I know our pals at Locked On Heat and Locked On Pacers will have plenty to say on why they they think their guys should be all-stars, both Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, as well as DeMontis Sabonis. 
And frankly, I don't, you know, I can't argue against them. Those guys have played like all-stars this year and are deserving of a spot just as much as Nikola Vucic. I won't say more, but just as much for sure. And at the very least, I think we can all agree that the NBA All-Star roster should be expanded to 15 per conference. I, I don't think that that is, I don't think that that's a ridiculous thing to do. But Nikola Vucevic is an all-star. The coaches officially making him a, a member of the reserve pool as Kevin Durant and LeBron James will make their draft picks later on uh, this week, I believe. I believe it's Thursday that they will make their picks uh, and select the teams for the NBA All-Star game to be played next Sunday in Atlanta. Nikola Vucevic will be there, you know, health providing. He will be there to represent the Orlando Magic, and it is truly an incredible achievement for Nikola Vucevic to be a two-time All-Star, joining a very select group of Orlando Magic players to be two-time All-Stars. Obviously, Dwight, Shaq, Penny, T-Mac, among the the, the long-time All-Stars for the Orlando Magic, and including Grant Hill as well, a two-time All-Star with the Orlando Magic. This is, this puts, like I said, being named an All-Star puts you in a different stratosphere. It means something very, very different to be a two-time All-Star, to be someone who's been recognized by coaches, especially, as one of the best players in the league. There will be people who say Nikola Vucevic has not earned this, and they are frankly just wrong. Nikola Vucevic is every bit the All-Star that he has been named, averaging a career-high 24 points per game, averaging near 12 rebounds per game, shooting better than 40% from beyond the arc as he increased his volume from beyond the arc as well, shooting more than six three-pointers per game. But it's not so much that. I think to many fans and to many people around the league, yes, the Orlando Magic are a nondescript franchise struggling to just stay in the playoff race at this point um, because of all the injuries that they face and because, yes, they, they need better top-end talent. But Nikola Vucevic is a nondescript player too. In many ways, he is the anti-All-Star um, because his game just doesn't have a lot of flash to it. For much of Nikola Vucevic's tenure in Orlando, in fact, he has struggled to kind of break free and break through the mold. The team could always rely on him for that double-double and could always rely on him for those kind of gaudy numbers, but he was never the focus. Under Rob Hennigan, he was just the young player the Magic acquired in the Dwight Howard trade. Not even probably the biggest name in that deal that the Magic acquired. I think the Magic had higher hopes for Maurice Harkless, even, among the rookies that they got in that trade. Um, but probably Aaron Aflalo and Al Harrington were the bigger names. The Magic just did that deal to reset everything. That was not about acquiring talent. Um, the fact that they found something in Nikola Vucevic was a bonus. But even then, the team always belonged to Victor Oladipo, to Tobias Harris, to Aaron Gordon eventually. It took, didn't take until Steve Clifford got into town for the Magic to really understand what they had in Nikola Vucevic. But some of that is just Nikola Vucevic just did his work. He became one of the best rebounders in the league in a double-double machine. He spread the floor with his jump shot. He was always one of the best screen assisters in the league and one of the better screeners in the league. Sure, his defense left something wanted, wanting and the Magic never could figure out how to scheme around that for, for nearly seven years. But... Vucevic just did his work. He played hard. He did whatever was asked of him, and he rarely complained. 
Even when the Magic benched him in favor of Bismack Biombo, who they signed for some inexplicable reason, seemingly to replace him. Vucevic beat him too. And finally, when Steve Clifford came around and built an offense and built a defense around him and his skills, his growing skills, he became an all-star. The Magic finally reached the playoffs. The Magic finally found at least respectability, if not something more. But Vucevic never stopped there. The work that he began under Frank Vogel to uh, increase his range and start taking more three-pointers continued and continued. Throughout the course of his career with Orlando, he has just gotten better. And it's never been anything flashy until now. It's never been anything that really stood out. It was always something small, just building and building and building, waiting for the chance to get unleashed. What Vucevic was able to accomplish in the bubble last year against the Milwaukee Bucks, proving that he could be a prime-time player in the playoffs— Again, maybe the Bucks defense helped out with that with the way that their, their scheme was set up, but Vucevic took advantage of it perfectly. Suddenly, the light bulb switched, and he had this way to be a truly dominant force. And so in year 10 of his career, year 9 with the Orlando Magic, Vucevic took the mythical star leap that we've been waiting on for so many players before him. He made this humongous leap dominating games, beating defenses even when they're loaded up against him in many ways, and frankly carrying this Magic team to something resembling respectability, something resembling competitiveness in this season where they have dealt with more injuries than any team in the league by far. The Magic have no right to be a half game or a game out of the final play in tournament spot. They have no right to still be in this thing. Because in a typical season, it would be over already with the amount of games that they lost, with the amount of players that they lost. There'd be no chance. Nikola Vucevic deserves a lot of credit for keeping this team afloat and giving them this chance to just do something with this season besides just drift to the end. Now, the Magic might still do that. There's still a lot of season left to play. The schedule's going to get very tough. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Magic will make the playoffs. I don't know if I believe that, and I'm someone who's very much in favor of the team pushing to try and make it. Or at least the team on the court, not, not the front office. But Nikola Vucevic is the reason why all of this is possible. His game is not flashy. He pops for three-pointers. He sets screens. He posts up. It's footwork. It's the grimy, dirty work that doesn't always show up on a box score. doesn't always show up even in a highlight. And this top, you know, the Draymond Green top shot isn't up yet, but I'm sure that one will get there. He pulls that out from time to time. But this is a player who, even last year, Steve Clifford said, we don't run enough plays for him. We don't get him involved enough. A lot of his offense comes from finding gaps in the defense and rolling and, and popping to the three-point line. It still does. As Steve Clifford often says, the best players in the league know how to work without the ball. But the magic have gone to Nikola Vucevic even more this year. They've relied on him even more. Frankly, because of the injuries. They've had to, just, they've had to play through him. And the fact that he's able, and as Steve Clifford noted after the game on, on, on Tuesday, the fact that 
Vucevic can extend out to the three-point line is a big reason why he's able to be such a great playmaker again. Vucevic just just does all these little things. And, I, I, and to those that question his all-star credentials, you know, besides the numbers speaking for themselves, all I can do is say, watch him play. This is not a guy that you can get a glimpse of from a highlight. He does not have a lot of highlight plays to his name. But if you sit down and watch a full game of his, just watch him. It's obviously not a ton to watch on the rest of the roster. But just watch him. He does the work that you would ask of him. When the Magic needed wins this year, he has stepped up his game. The game against the Golden State Warriors on Friday was one of his best performances, a 30-point triple-double. But he had to make the big plays for the team down by 13 early in the fourth quarter. Games against Sacramento and Chicago when the Magic absolutely needed wins just for confidence sake. The Magic dumped the ball down low to Vucevic and he delivered with career-high performances of 42 and 43 points. 43 against Chicago, 42 against Sacramento. On Sunday against Detroit, he had 37. These are not abnormal. And while, yes, he did have a bad game Wednesday, and I'll talk more about that coming up here, or Tuesday, sorry. Um, These are not abnormal games for him anymore. The way we're talking about Nikola Vucevic is the way we talked about Dwight Howard as he began his ascendance. There was no longer worth explaining. It just is. Since Dwight Howard left in 2012, the Magic have been searching for their star. And while, yes, Nikola Vucevic is 30 years old, and I think his game will age pretty well, that window, of course, is tightening. But the Magic had their star all along. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't anything that'll get him a shoe deal. It wasn't anything that would make heads turn except for those who know what to look for. I'm not expecting Nikola Vucevic to go to Atlanta and win the All-Star MVP. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the last guy picked in the, in the draft, in the, in the All-Star game draft, although Kevin Durant is apparently a big fan of Nikola Vucevic. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. I think Vucevic will be a lot better in this year's All-Star game than he was in the first one in Charlotte. Um, I think that very much he was taking it all in and enjoying the experience. But now he is a two-time All-Star. Now he's been there. Now he's got one to back it up. And now it's time to really think and talk about where Nikola Vucevic truly stands in Magic history. I got yelled at a few summers ago for suggesting he was already in the top 10, which he very clearly is. Now it might be time to start talking about whether he's ahead of Nick Anderson at five. How close is he to that Mount Rushmore? The only thing missing from his resume at this point is playoff success. Nikola Vucevic is an all-star. No matter how you cut it, no matter how you want to argue it, Nikola Vucevic is an all-star. And I, for one, am so happy for him and very, very excited to see him play among his peers, the other All-Stars, next week in Atlanta. We're going to talk a little bit about the Magic's game against the Detroit Pistons because we have to. 
coming up here in just a moment. But we spent a lot of time talking about Nikola Vucevic and the season that he's had and the things that he's accomplished. And so this one is for him. This week, our Ultra Player of the Week, our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Nikola Vucevic. I, I mentioned the 30-point triple-double, the first player in Magic history with a 30-point triple-double that he recorded in Friday's win over the Golden State Warriors. The 37 points he scored against the Detroit Pistons on Sunday to follow that up. It has been a tour de force for Nikola Vucevic all year. And he made a very strong closing argument to be an all-star. Nikola, you made it. Kick, kick your feet up and enjoy it just a little bit. I know there's a lot of work to do and got the Brooklyn Nets Cup on Thursday. So just enjoy it a little bit because it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Joy creates success. And enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. So the reason why Nikola Vucevic is our Ultra Player of the Week and why he's going to be the MVP of everything Magic this season, besides the fact he's just played a lot, is because he has made this season enjoyable. A dark season that has been filled with injuries, filled with frustration, and filled with just this bad energy. Nikola Vucevic has been the one bright light. Nikola Vucevic really does make us ask the question, are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? Well, Nikola Vucevic makes us very, very happy. And he's our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Tiger Woods hospitalized after a car crash early Tuesday morning. Host Peter Bukowski gives you the latest details. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Unfortunately, the Orlando Magic were unable to celebrate the the uh, announcement that Nikola Vucevic was an all-star because they played a game against the Detroit Pistons, and frankly, they didn't really show up. Steve Clifford said after the game that, you know, you, you, you play how you prepare. And he thought that the team did not prepare very well, uh, was not focused, was not into the, into the details during the team shoot-around, and, and frankly, it showed. Um, all the things that the Magic have done so well during this win streak and during the stretch where they've won four of their last five games, and really even dating back into the West Coast road trip, they really did not do. Um, their defense was was inconsistent, um, to say the least. Uh, Detroit was able to get straight down the line, straight into the paint, uh, really whenever they wanted to. And while there was some resistance and, and some pockets where they played very, very, very well, um, they weren't good enough for long enough. Um, Orlando found themselves down 10 very early on. Um, starters just were not able to get anything going. And offensively, it was worse than defensively, to be perfectly honest. The Magic looked fairly disorganized. Um, and really, you know, you got to give Detroit a lot of credit. They came out with a lot of fire. Um, they were very physical. They were they were doing a good job pushing Nikola Vucevic off his spots. Um, and the Magic just started to rely just so heavily on the three-pointer. Um, you know, that's been a key for them to to win a lot of games this year, but it, it is not who they are. Um, they need to work inside out, get in, get to the basket, but the Magic just seemed to be playing at the sped-up pace, but still so out of control. I mean, the Magic want to play faster, um, but they need to play under control too, and just felt like the Magic were taking a lot of wild drives into the paint, not a lot of ball movement, just kind of one pass, drive, you know, maybe a kick, but mostly a, a poor finish around the basket, and, and the Magic just 
struggle to stay in the game or struggle to just take control of the game. Um, you know, again, when you're a team like Detroit, and Detroit obviously uh, at a, a bit of a talent disadvantage, um, you've got to play hard and you've got to play uh, with a bit of an edge and you've got to be willing to just go dive head first and see what happens. And Detroit did that. Um, you know, give Detroit a lot of credit. They played very, very well. Um, they, 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 they got shortcomings. It's very obviously the worst shooting team than the Magic at this point, I think. Uh, and they just kept coming out of Orlando. Um, they had a game plan. They really stuck to it. And Orlando had margin for error for the first time in a long time. You know, again, the Magic did not play well, and they found themselves down by two at the half. Um, you know, again, I, I, I commented that half was not good for the Magic, they're, but they're only down two. Um, but again, the Magic starters, who the Magic have leaned on so heavily, just could not deliver. Um, in the third quarter especially, the Magic just couldn't get shots to go down. They scored just 14 points in the third quarter. They trail by 15 um, at the end of the fourth quarter. At the end of the third quarter, obviously, they would go down by as much as 20 in the game. Um, th they couldn't get shots to go down. Um, and, and, that, and that just, you know, that's kind of who this team is. Um, you know, I, I know I've noted it before. The Heart and Hustle team had a lot of games where they got blown out, um, you know, where they just didn't have it. You know, effort only gets you so far. And, and again, I would say, it wasn't that the Magic weren't playing hard. Um, I think they were playing hard. I think they were really trying to get this win. It was just a night where the shots didn't go down, uh, and they just didn't execute at the level that they need to. Uh, again, so many things have to fall into place for the Magic to win games, even against a team like the Pistons. Um, they just didn't fall into place. Again, you look at a guy like you know Dwayne Bacon was just trying to drive to the basket, not really getting anywhere. Evan Fournier was struggling to hit from the outside. Terrence Ross had a strong second quarter to get, get the Magic back in the game, make it a two-point game, but struggled for most of the rest of the game. Nikola Vucevic never really got himself going. Um, you know, he It looked like he roll, either rolled his ankle or, or landed, on, landed on his foot awkwardly um, and had to leave the game late in the second quarter. But right now, again, the Magic, like I said yesterday, are relying so heavily on their three best players, on Nikola Vucevic, Terrence Ross, and Evan Fournier to provide the bulk of their scoring, and that's fine. You want your, your best players to do that. But when they all have bad games, this is what's going to happen. The Magic just were not able to get themselves going offensively, one of their worst offensive performances of the year. And again, it's, it's, there's just not a whole lot that needs to be said. Effort's fine. Uh, again, it's, that's, I don't think that's ever been a question this year. Um, you know, I think the Magic were really trying to get this win, but the attention to detail wasn't there. The execution wasn't there, and the shot-making wasn't there, and that's a triple threat for uh, a disappointing loss. The Magic did do good thing, did some good things. Um, it wasn't like the Pistons completely ran away with things. The Pistons um, did hit some key shots at key moments. They answered the bell whenever the Magic did try to make a push. Um, Orlando's defense was okay, but not great. Um, you know, Again, giving up a lot of line drives to the paint, but the offense was really the problem, just too many turnovers. Um, too many live ball turnovers, which has been the biggest issue for the Magic offense uh, as much as anything offensively, um, and just too many missed shots. The Detroit Pistons and the Magic's three-game win streak, 105-93 to at the Amway Center. Just a, a disappointing disappointing uh, game on a night that was supposed to be a celebration for the team. We'll go over the final box score here coming up in just a moment. But first, Built Bar is back and better than ever. There's so many great flavors in Built Bar. I, I really can't stress that enough. Um, you know, you, you go get you go to the, the 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 grocery store or wherever you go to get protein bars, uh, and you see, you know, it says it's chocolate chip, but it doesn't quite taste like chocolate chip. You know, those those other protein bars, 
can can be a little bit misleading with what they're trying with with what they're sell uh, what they're selling you in some respect uh, just because uh, you know it just tastes a little bit off that that's not the case with Built Bar I've tried many of the 18 flavors that Built Bar has to offer they they actually sent all of us locked on hosts a, a sample box and there were some flavors in there that I would never have tried like raspberry that I tried and I really liked it and it's the real deal these are the these are the protein bars that taste like candy bars that don't have the calories of candy bars. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person so you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets, many under 150 calories. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. March Madness is upon us. It is the final weeks of the college basketball season. The NBA G League in full swing, too. The future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first Big Board of the Year out with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get podcasts. Let's close out today's show by running through the box score of the Orlando Magic's 105-93 to loss to the Detroit Pistons. As you would expect, the Magic do not shoot the ball well. Just 14 of 38 from beyond the arc, 36.8%. 37.5% from the floor in general. 13 of 22 from the foul line. Just 12 turnovers. Just everything that could go wrong did go wrong in this game. Just not a strong effort from the Orlando Magic at all. Nikola Vucevic leads the way in scoring with 20 points on 9 for 22 shooting, 2 for 8 from beyond the arc. Nine rebounds, four assists, two blocks for him. Um, you know, the Pistons did a really good job pushing Vucevic out of his space uh, and, and making it hard for him to catch the ball in spots that he likes. So very good defense by the Detroit Pistons. I mean, Vucevic still got his. You could see him trying to pick up some steam uh, later in the game, but third quarter was where this game turned. Uh, he just could not hit a shot to save his life in the third quarter. Um, and, you know, I get I give Vucevic all the credit in the world for fighting and, and continuing to play hard and, and trying to find ways to scratch out points um, to lift his team. But just frankly, no one was there to go with him. Um, you know, I think he did a really good job overall, just trying to get things going. But he couldn't get the, get himself going for much of this game too. Um, I thought he did a good job just deciding. You know, he's too afraid from beyond the arc. There was a point where he decided not to take threes anymore uh, and get in the paint and try and post up a little bit more, and that got the magic going a little bit. But again, by then the defense was kind of unraveling, and and the, the Magic just couldn't uh, couldn't string together enough stops to make that comeback worth it. The reality is the rest of the Magic just did not play very b- much better either. Um, you know, again, Vucevic, Vucevic, like I said, gets a lot of his points off the work of others um, by pick and rolling, by pick and popping, and the Magic offense just stalled out. Um, it, it was just not an efficient or effective offensive game from the Orlando Magic. Evan Fournier, 4 for 14, shooting 3 for 8 from beyond the arc, 3 for 6 from the foul line for his 14 points. He had a, he had 3 turnovers himself. Um, just, again, not a good game from him. Missed a lot of open shots, missed a lot of shots you expect him to make. This is where Fournier is inconsistent. You know, Fournier can be a little inconsistent. He has games like this every once in a while um, where it just doesn't come together for him. And again, the Magic just, they have so few offensive weapons um, that if Vucevic is playing poorly, if Fournier is playing poorly, they have no chance, even against a team like the Pistons. That's that's the reality of it, and you just hope that this is just a blip, uh, which, uh, again, all evidence would suggest that it is. 
Terrence Ross, same deal, 13 points, 4 for 12 shooting, 3 for 9 from beyond the arc, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals for him. So an active game, did a really good job, especially in the second quarter to get the Magic back in the game. He just looked off balance all night, though. On the third quarter, when he was trying to take shots, second half, when he was trying to take shots, the Pistons did a really good job, you know, running him off the line uh, and keeping an extra body around him uh, when he tried to, like, pump fake and go off screens. Um, and so I think that I think that that Ross did fine here, um, did a good job. But, um, again, just not able to hit shots, especially when the Magic needed to hit shots just to gain some momentum and just calm down a little bit. Um, I think, like any team, when you're missing a lot of shots— um, everything else begins to slip because you're just trying to force things. And, and again, Ross, like everyone else, was trying to force things. Um, Dwayne Bacon, very similarly, 8 points, 4 for 12 shooting. Just really just going headlong into the paint, just trying to do way too much. Um, just, again, the Magic just are not getting enough from other players. So I give Bacon credit for trying. I mean, again, 8 points, he at least was trying to do something. Um, I don't think the Magic's problems are because players are, are being selfish or trying to come from a bad place. They're trying to make things work um, in a game where the ball just wasn't moving. I mean, Orlando totals uh, 25 assists on 33 field goals. That, that should tell you that the Magic needed to move the ball more and they just didn't do enough of it. Um, they just, again, just were really, really sloppy all game long. Um, and so, you know, again, Bacon was able to score a little bit, but do so very inefficiently. Michael Carter-Williams... 11.6 rebounds, 5 assists on 4 for 9 shooting. Had an okay game uh, as well. Um, Jason Randall, nice 9 point, 3 for 4 effort, 2 for 3 from beyond the arc for him. Chuba Okiki, 6 points, 2 for 3 from beyond the arc as well for him. So again, guys did nice things here and there. I mean, again, I, I don't think effort's the problem. Um, you know, I don't think effort and really intention are the problem. I think the Magic are trying to play the right way, trying to do the right thing. It's just about execution. Um, and again, I, I felt like the whole game, the Pistons, who don't play at a particularly fast pace, mind you, um, did a really good job speeding the Magic up. Um, and, you know, that's that's really, I think, the big key is the Pistons did a really good job speeding the Magic up to the point where they were out of control and not in control of the pace. And I think that was as much a difference in the game as anything else. Orlando just didn't feel like themselves. Um, you know, they just felt a little bit out of sorts for whatever reason. And you know, I can't really explain why. Um, and I think the shot selection and the shooting certainly are a product of all of this. The Orlando Magic, uh, for the Pistons then, you know, they shoot only 46.6%, 10 for 34 from beyond the arc, just 13 for 36 from be, from the from the foul line. Orlando forced 15 turnovers. You know, Orlando did their job here defensively. Um, the Pistons finished with a 105 defensive rating. That's good enough to win. 105 defensive rating in this league is elite. So the Magic, de- again, the Magic defense did all right here. Um, I don't think the Magic defense played poorly in this game. Um, you know, there's some moments, you know, where maybe they gave up too many straight line drives at the rim. Um, there were moments where, you know, certainly transition defense got beat up pretty bad. Um, but when they were set in their half court, I thought the Magic defense played really well. And that bodes well that the Magic are playing strong defense, but the offensive piece is just missing. Orlando is just so wildly inconsistent on the offensive end. Um, and tonight was just a bad shooting night for Orlando, which I think they're going to have. And so you just kind of have to accept it and try and find a way to scratch things out. Jeremy Grant with 17.7 rebounds, 6 assists, 6 for 15 shooting. Magic did a good job on him for the most part. Um, Sadiq Bey with only 10 points. Dennis Smith Jr., 14 points. Magic dared him to shoot, made a shot. So you can live with that. He was 2 for 3 from beyond the arc. The killers, though, off the bench. Saban Lee 
21 points, 8 for 11 shooting, did a great job getting into the lane, finishing at the basket. Josh Jackson, same deal, 18 points on 7 for 17 shooting. Magic kept chasing him off the line. I don't know why. Let him shoot threes um, anytime, even if he's open. Open threes from Josh Jackson are a good thing. Um, again, just too many drives to the paint. Uh, Detroit made a living in the paint and absolutely killed Orlando there. So definitely a lot to learn from as well. The Pistons defeat the Orlando Magic 105-93 to to close this homestand out. The Magic back in action Thursday against the Brooklyn Nats. We'll see if the Magic can handle that offense on Thursday. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all of them. I say on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore mean, of course. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Phil Boston. Another episode of Lockdown Magic.